From a business and consulting perspective, it certainly gives some uh, assistance to companies trying to assess their culture and burnout and happiness of employees and understanding that there's a connectedness between home and life and business, right? And so if you are engaging in particular activities that are, um, again, these uh, high dopamine, uh, highly dopamine driving activities in your personal life, uh, then you're going to have an impact on the, in the, the workplace and vice versa. Good day and welcome to the Consultant of the Coach podcast. How are you today, Josh? Oh man, I'm excited about today's podcast. So this is our first podcast where we've, we're able to get our hands on a pre-release book. Yep. And the book is How to Calm Your Mind by... What's his name? Chris Bailey. Chris Bailey, Canadian author. Yep. And you stumbled upon it and because we were we've been looking really hard at productivity. And so this is our opportunity. Um, first shout out to the publisher. They were able to give us a copy of the book before it came out. Yep. And so I really enjoyed diving into this book. I've never heard of him as an author and Dude, sharp as nails in terms of understanding science and productivity. Mm-hmm. Really, really good stuff. Um, but it was it was funny. So I don't think he's a Christian, but what we I would I would call us a Christian podcast. Doesn't mean we don't read non-Christian books. But the the devotion uh, we both came up for this morning is Psalm one. Because mm-hmm. if you th- I was thinking of Psalms and is uh, really. One of the ways to calm your mind, which is the name of the book, and I was thinking of Psalms, Psalm chapter 1, and it says in Psalm 1, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. And the reason why I chose Psalm 1, 1 and 2 is, if anything, Psalm is kind of like how we are to meditate. The Mm -hmm. book of Psalms, it teaches us how to meditate. And really looking at scripture is is the Christian's way of how to calm our mind. Now, granted, we're reading a book that's, you know, what does he say is is the way to calm the mind? But I really see a correlation between the two. Right. Yeah. And and real quick, I just want to throw in there too, for those who might be listening to us for the first time, anybody who's maybe a follower of Chris's and heard about our podcast, you know, we're a consultant and a coach. I'm the consultant. Eric's the coach. We work with clients of all kinds and shapes and sizes. And so one of the things we like to do is spend time in this podcast going through books and applying it to uh, a number of things. You know, for Scripture, first for us as Christians, you don't have to be a Christian to listen to us, certainly, but applying that lens. But then we'll look at, get into our view of the book today, uh, leading into um, a business case perspective on the way we've seen it work in business and how to apply this. Got some great ideas for that next week. And then um, following that, we'll get into uh, life application, mm-hmm. which is really a great, you know, so this, this book's a sweet spot for all those things. And so and it really but, is. Um, and and so before before this, I, I went on to um, his Wikipedia page. And mm-hmm. this is kind of interesting. I haven't shared this with you yet. One of the things as a high schooler, this author did, he was inspired by the 2001 book written by David Allen, um, Getting Things Done. Have you ever read that book? No, I've heard of it. Amazing, amazing book. And it was it was through him reading that book when he was a high schooler, he wanted to start studying productivity. Uh-huh. Yes, that we talked about a lot. And and so his first two books was The Productivity Pro- Project as well as Hyperfocus. 
And so he, he's only, he's 32 years old. He's from Canada. I mean, he's obviously accomplished a lot being very, very young. But it's kind of funny how someone who is way more talented than we are, mm-hmm. in my opinion, and maybe not as talented as you are, but way <laughs> more talented me, than I am. It's not a high bar. <laughs> what do you mean you need to cal- learn how to calm your mind? It, it, it's kind of interesting because you yeah. can become so productive, but it's like, hmm. A little interesting, but what I appreciate about him is he starts the book out saying, hey, here's an area that I struggle. I am so productive, or he's not that... He's not that arrogant when he talks. He's just saying, I'm, I'm productive, but he, he has to learn how does he calm his mind because he's kind of, I would say, spiraling out of control. Yeah, I appreciate his openness, right? He talked about the anxiety he deals mm-hmm. with. Um, in, in particular, he's, I think, overcome a lot of that now, but, but at the time, you know, didn't, I think, see, foresee the uh, potential negative effects of sort of becoming this hyper-focused, highly productive Absolutely. individual that, you know, resulted in... Um, what he discovered later were some habits that were really driving anxiety and burnout in his life, which uh-huh. is, uh, is, is really cool the way he just dug into it. And, and I absolutely it love how he owns it. Yeah. So we just mm-hmm. came out of the book, uh, Extreme Ownership. Mm-hmm. The dude is owning all of what he is. And this is yeah. what we need actually in business. We need leaders right. that own, hey, this is where I'm great at, but I, I am struggling in this area. Mm-hmm. And if this guy worked for me, I'd be like, you know what? Take your time figure out how do you overcome burnout? What does that look like? And I see this book as a huge asset Mm -hmm. to people who are struggling with burnout. What do you do Mm -hmm. and how do you overcome burnout? Yeah, no, and I think one of the things, you know, we may get into a little bit today, but one of the big themes I I sort of noted for our conversation around uh, business use, business use case application is this whole concept of quiet quitting, Mm -hmm. right? I think quiet quitting combined with all of what he would call the dopaminergic um, responses that people are especially threw themselves into with COVID around, you know, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all this other stuff, you know, screen, 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 working remotely probably contributed greatly to this whole concept, this most recent trend of, you know, quiet quitting and people who are either leaving their jobs or doing them because they're fried, right? Mm -hmm. And so you look at the burnout equation, which he has, I know you and I both really liked, if you think about the average person who is both going through COVID, all the stressors, you know, to the, and he talks about the heights of stimulation, what is it called? The height of stimulation? Mm-hmm. Is, that it, is that what it's called? Um, and, and sort of, so this, you know, things like pandemic just totally push people over the top, right? And working from home and all the extra dopamine push from that pushed them over the top and added all this stress. Well, no wonder all this, it's really not surprising, mm-hmm. right? And so I really appreciate how he illuminates this, um, these concepts that are really, if you're an employer, you know, wonder what the heck's going on with your people. It's really not a surprise no. when you think about it, right? And so he gives some really helpful ways to, to think about the effects of this to life and business. Mm-hmm. So as, we, as you read the book, mm-hmm. um, you have lots and lots of thoughts. Uh, what, what's one of the first couple of thoughts that stuck out to you as you went through his book? How, you know, how to calm your mind. Yeah, I, I mean, I really liked it. I think, you know, I... It was helpful, um, I think, from a <clears throat> from a business and consulting perspective. It certainly gives some uh, assistance to companies trying to assess their culture and burnout and happiness of employees, and understanding that there's a connectedness between home and life and business, right? And so, if you are engaging in particular activities that are, um, again, these uh, <laughs> high dopamine, uh, highly <laughs> dopamine driving activities. In your personal life, 
uh, then you're going to have an impact on the in the, the workplace and vice uh-huh. versa. And so I think it's helpful in that regard if you're looking at culture and thinking about that from a consulting perspective. You know, I also thought that um, there are, while we, what, you know, what we talked about with Psalm 1, there are lots of ways that uh, Scripture speaks to this, right? I mean, that, that even, even the way Christianity and, and Judaism uh, share a lot of history, um, from a religious perspective, there's this concept of shalom, uh-huh. peace. peace. And so it, it sort of struck me as interesting how calm to him was not only new, but he seemed to have very little research that he was talking about. It was hard to find on this concept. And I immediately thought, well, that's funny because there's really thousands of years of shalom research, right? Uh-huh. And we would say that, you know, from a faith perspective, that we have access to ultimate shalom and peace in who God is and who the Holy Spirit has, has actually come to us, right, to be. And so um, there's a lot that I could add to this, right, and, and sort of take the science and target it to what mm-hmm. my faith has actually taught me in ways that already express in every week occurrences, right, from Sabbath to liturgy to... Um, to the peace of Christ, you know, that we find in, 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 so, so it was great. It was a lot of really helpful ideas, but they weren't actually all that new. And there are plenty of ways those are practiced. Scientifically, so, they're very, very new, they but you're are. exactly yeah, right. No, looking exactly. from a Judeo-Christian perspective. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't a bad thing. I, I really liked how the science in many ways was proving a lot of what we already know mm-hmm. um, from a faith and, perspective. And, and from a coaching perspective, I've, um, I nerd out on a lot of productivity books. I read a lot of science. Mm-hmm. What's the latest neuroscience saying mm-hmm. on a productivity, but also how do we grow um, as we coach others? Mm-hmm. And this guy's scientific uh, digging that he did, I, I just love looking through his footnotes. Mm-hmm. They are spot on. Yep. His work is, um, I would say, A+. Plus. Yeah. I mean, he, it, granted, we got the pre-release copy of the book, but just looking at the footnotes, this guy did his research. Mm-hmm. He's like, the science says this, the science says this, the science says this. This is what happens and, and leads to burnout. And he's like, not only does he say, hey, the science leads to burnout, but he's also saying, in my experience, I can testify, I did this and I'm burned out. And yeah. this is the downside of burnout. Not yeah. a good thing. Right. Right. Yeah, no, and, and I think he, he really touched on um, some important, important cultural challenges that present problems, you know, around this striving for accomplishment and the mindset of more. Well, th- those, those, are, those are very dangerous concepts, but mm-hmm. they're prevalent in our culture, right? And so I think as business leaders, we have to recognize that, you know, actually just a couple weeks ago, right, we had, a, I think, a pretty highly viewed... YouTube short when we were talking about, you know, this the whole problem of teams and sort of the dysfunction that happens when certain people are incentivized differently. So you make people strive for more, this mindset uh-huh. of I want more money, I want more position. Well, if you're looking at it, it was in it was the working genius, right? Uh-huh. Well, if if there wasn't the economic incentive and there wasn't this sort of ego drive to have a different position, you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily work your way into the wrong positions like so many times happens to leaders who might oh, yeah. be good at one job but not good at an, a higher level job in the sense of like on the org chart higher you know we even call it higher level or i would even right, add on to that where some people are really great in one area yeah 
but they so neglect other areas of their life that that's what leads to burnout. Mm-hmm. You get someone who's a genius in one specific area. How, how often do we know certain sports uh, athletes who are rock stars in their field, but their personal lives are just a dumpster fire. Right. And, and so one of the strongest parts I loved about his book was there's a portion he came up with called the six burnout factors. Mm-hmm. And he dials them down into six categories. You know, so in terms of burnout factors, he says you're going to either burn out due to workload, mm-hmm. control, insufficient rewards. I have a lot to speak about that. Your community, fairness, and values. Mm-hmm. And so if you say, hey, I'm burned out, well, he would then say, okay, you're burned out, but is it in all these areas or is it one of these areas that have burned you out? And I think he's spot on because... When I've seen people, I'm burned out because I my workload's too heavy, or I don't have enough control in a certain area, and it's causing me way more anxiety than I should have, or insufficient reward. You're working your tail up, but you really should be paid a whole lot more. That causes burnout as well, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think about those six? Yeah, I mean, these are great... Um if you're looking to work with your leaders and you're growing them, either need a coach like you provide or you're trying to lead to put together a leadership team and you're trying to struggle with a particular leader, these are this is a good pulse check, I think, to keep in mind both for yourself and for the people on your team, right, on your executive team. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are always going to be dialing up and down based on what's happening. But it's about getting people, you know, if you get people, for example, the right amount of work and the right amount of resource, that's going to bring their stress down. Mm-hmm. If you give people sort of control over their sphere of influence, then you know that's going to give them. It's going to bring the, the stress level down. If you know you incentivize people correctly, right? We talk a lot about. We just did entree leadership and incentives and how to mm-hmm. pay people, right? You got to pay people right, you know, so they're being rewarded, um, and help them find community. I mean, all these things just line up to how you would want to both set up an executive team properly for success but also give you sort of dials to help monitor that success, right? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of cool, right? Um, so I think it's a great way to set up, uh, you know, an entire executive team and by extension a company for, for success in terms of staying away from burnout and, and sort of maintaining productivity at the highest level without going over the top. And as we lead our organizations, not only do we have to know what, what can burn our employees and ourselves out, mm-hmm. but how do you recover from that as well too? Right. So... Uh, you know, I I wish I would have stumbled upon his book last year when I was, you know, my, I was facing burnout in a lot of areas in my life as well, too. And then I've had to, okay, look at my schedule. What does my schedule look like every single week? And I've had to put in breaks in my schedule, A, to recover, but also really good think time. Mm-hmm. You've got to have all those areas. So not only are we uh, stressing ourselves, which produce growth, but also resting so we can mm-hmm. get stronger again at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. Yeah, and when speaking of that, I mean, that made me think of, um, you know, this book is what I like about this dials idea is it's because business is always changing and the landscape's always changing. It's kind of like in a good race, right? Maybe a race where you don't know the course really well, right? And all of a sudden you're moving along, you got your you got your stride rate correct, you're you're feeling good, you're not burned out, you're running the right pace, and all of a sudden you hit the hill. You hit the hill, and what are you going to do on the hill? (laughs) And if you go into that hill too fast, right? If you don't pull back. If you don't change your stride, if you don't change your breathing, right, what happens? You burn out by the top of that hill, and you need a long time to recover. And guess what? You're probably not winning that race. And so I think it's the same thing in business, right? Is, oh, absolutely. Is these dials help to keep an eye on 
your team, especially as the landscape of your business, as that hill shows up in fourth quarter or some big world event or some or big industry quits, problem or, somebody or a competitor quits, comes or a competitor in, comes, and whatever, that, whatever that hill is for you in business, just like in that race, this helps you at least get, 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 keep a pulse on the burnout equation for your people, which mm-hmm. is what I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Now, one of the things, a burnout factor, and I wrote kind of on here, you know, his sixth factor for burnout is one of values. Mm-hmm. And um, I circled that because I'll see a lot of people where they have all the science down. And like I said, we don't know this fellow. Um, his his science seems to be spot on. But I'll see certain people, they're, they're doing everything right, but they're still just kind of spinning their wheels and but what he said is one of the burnout factors is values and i've heard this before and and what will happen is if someone's belief system is faulty mm-hmm. and then well when then you know uh, i will say well if someone's belief system's faulty it really is you know a belief system bs sometimes if you're belief system is bs mm-hmm. you're going to be in a world of hurt so sometimes you can have everything down that's right right Look at your belief system. Say, hey, if, if that's not spot on, you might have a problem. You need to look at, well, what do I believe? Why do I believe what I do? Yeah. Vitally, vitally important. Well, and I would also think that that's where you get into mission, vision, values of a company. Mm-hmm. And, and it's really easy, and I've done this myself, to gloss over that as just a piece of paper on the wall, right? Oh, mm-hmm. no one really cares about that. Well, the reality is... In, in, in I've experienced this positively and negatively, those values permeate a culture and those values do reflect the company. And if you as an individual are struggling with those values personally for some reason, or maybe there's unspoken values more mm-hmm. likely that aren't even on the piece of paper, um, it's gonna be hard to be successful in a particular company, mm-hmm. right? And so, for example, I can give an example of one client I've worked with. Um, It's been interesting. They um, are highly um, equity-driven, highly focused on all things for all people, highly, but but that leads to a number of ways that they have become sort of all-empowering to things that start to get outside my realm of values from a faith perspective, mm-hmm. right? For like, for sexual identity would be an example of that, gender identity, right? And sort of permiss- giving permission to people to sort of explore that space and sort of being all encompassing. And so at times that's been challenging, you know, and sort of draining from a work perspective to sort of be inside that culture. And, and the way I've been able to manage that has really been, you know, as a person of faith, I do believe in justice. You know, I do believe there's elements of equity Uh, that God calls us to, for sure. And so there is common ground around those values. But if I don't remember where that common ground is, it Mm. is easy because of the disconnect on some of the values to get get mixed up, right? And it would be easy to have the burnout equation start to rise when I sort of forget where we have common ground and recognizing where we don't and and that being okay in this particular situation. Right, because we are working towards the common values that we mm-hmm. do share. Because um, I think it's really easy to sort of get off kilter just for the paycheck, right? And that happens to a lot of people that I know. Well, and I would say, I would also say specifically, it seems to happen 
with younger people who mm-hmm. the the value of the paycheck and where, where I'm at with that is, or maybe it's those that con people who contact me to coach, mm-hmm. um, I a lot of people who contact me to coach. One of the common themes that I hear over and over and over again is. I used to think it was all about the money. It was about the 401k or mm-hmm. setting myself up. And now they're just, you know, people who are contacting me typically be- tend to be between the ages, I would say, mid-30s and um, early 50s. And they're like, there's got to be something more to this than just the paycheck. Yeah. Now, we we need to provide for our families. Absolutely. There's got to be something more. And I think what they're sensing is... I have just wasted a decade of my life. Is there some way I can catch up or learn how do I apply myself? And they're A, they're just burned out and like, do I give up or do I start all over again? There's a lot to consider. Yeah. And and you need to look at a lot of things. And one of the things is is values, right? Mm -hmm. Working in cultures and for companies who have values that are contrary to what you actually believe. And Mm -hmm. I think it takes a while. It takes experience to figure that out. It, it does. And then how do you, uh, even if you know your values, how do you apply your values? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? There's yeah. a lot to the equation. Yeah, it takes it's a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. So books like this are very helpful in that regard. So in a nutshell, um, how to calm your mind. I'm going to put a link in uh, both our uh, YouTube as well as our podcast. So if you want to buy his book, uh, go on to Amazon. And uh, I assume that's the best way. I assume you can also get it on his website. It's definitely, if you're not used to uh, ways to um, working through burnout or if you're facing burnout, he has some great scientific ways to counter burnout. And I would definitely recommend the book in that um, in that ways. Now, the next two weeks, what we're going to do is next week, uh, we're going to dial business applications to his book, How to Calm Your Mind, and then we'll finish up with uh, life applications. So there should be some juicy stuff in there. How do you how do you apply um, using the concepts in his book, both in our business life as well as our life? Yep. Sounds good. Come back and see us. Well, sounds good. In the meantime, go out to the consultantofthecoach.com and uh, hey, reach out and ask us a good question or two. All right. Take okay. care. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.